From the Arizona Avenue Studios in beautiful Bend, Oregon, it's Truth in Lending, the podcast for mortgage people by mortgage people. Today is January the 11th, 2023. It's a brand new year full of surprises, including our surprise guest, Heather Lowry from Polish Homes, joining us today to talk all things new construction. And now, I have to admit, the best-looking podcast host in the business, Miss Katie Pelcher and Mr. Randy Vance. I added that to the uh, <laughs> to the script today. Once you saw me, no. <laughs> I mean, Joey's like Ron Burgundy. He'll read anything you put in front of him. Absolutely. <laughs> Truth and Lending is a podcast for mortgage industry folk and consumers alike. It's filled with our opinions and our advice. We may not always be right, but we do our best to bring you the latest news and developments from our perspective. Keep listening and you'll likely learn something, such as our unique identifiers. Katie Felcher, NMLS 1588514, Loan Depot, NMLS 1744457, Equal Housing Lender. Randy Vance, NMLS 1455628, American Pacific Mortgage Corp, NMLS 1850, Equal Housing Lender. Do we still have to do that every single time? Yeah, it has every to be different. single time. <laughs> And now let's welcome to the show Mrs. Heather Lowry from Polish Homes. Yay. Oh, Yay. Welcome to the show, Heather. Um, Thank you. For those of you that have been listening to Truth Lending and even the pre the previous uh, edification of Money Minded, you will recognize Heather Lowry's voice. My predecessor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. The buttery voice. Not really. It's fine. So uh, so you tell just us need just this microphone. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us, uh, you know, just a little bit about what you do uh, for Polish Homes, which is one of the Northwest's uh, largest home builders, um, and just kind of give us a, a brief overview for those that that don't know you prior. All right, perfect. I am licensed in the state of Oregon. I am a sales associate with Polish, representing Petrosa, uh, and I've been in the industry what feels like since the dawn of time. Nineteen forty-seven. <laughs> it was actually twenty-seven. It's fine. <laughs> Flapper skirts were in style. I yeah, the Roaring Twenties. You look fantastic for <laughs> almost you. the centurion. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's a big word. Polysyllabic. I like it. So, so you worked for two of the Northwest's largest builders mm-hmm. over the years, uh, Hayden Homes and Polish Homes. Mm-hmm. Um, you worked through down downturns, upturns. Obviously, we're sort of kind of heading. You know, we're on the downside of a peak that we saw in you know 2021 early 2022 right. we're like halfway through the roller coaster on the way down i think <laughs> how do you yeah. f- how it's do you feel like part. this market has affected builders as a whole if they are a builder that is wise they will save up money during the uptimes and acquire land during the downtimes so pretty simple yes builders are planning for um to have you know, quite a bit of inventory in spring, gearing up. Right. Um, spring is typically the best time to purchase new homes because they are pretty much the only thing on the market. <laughs> yeah. It's getting closer too. We're almost mm-hmm. there. So Randy loves graphs and he put a little graph here for the NAHB housing market index. Do you want to help at least me understand. I'm assuming Randy's already. Yeah. So um, the last 11 uh, consecutive months, we've seen uh, what is known as like the um, builder confidence level. Mm-hmm. 
uh, go from the mid 80s all the way down through this last December, the latest builder confidence and index was at a 31. So this is something that is provided by the National Association of Home Builders. Mm -hmm. And they take a survey of, I think, several hundred builders across the nation. And so, you know, these are things that have to do with inventory, um, Mm -hmm. you know, things that are sitting on the market, uh, the sort of uh, traffic that they're seeing. Now, I I feel like we're a little bit in a bubble here in Central Oregon because so many people want to live here. We're a resort community. Um, Have you noticed just from a whole of traffic slowing down over the last year? Absolutely. I mean, when you take the interest rates and and make them normal again, as right. opposed to the inflated 2%, 3%, now all of a sudden we have those price ranges that went up now become unaffordable for some people. So we're reducing our target consumer group at this point. Right. So lumber and supply costs, if you remember, I mean, in 2020 and oh, 2021, yeah. lumber just went absolutely through the roof. And not just lumber, everything. Mm-hmm. Right mm-hmm. Um, now, how is it how is it possible to remain profitable and not be priced out of the market? I can imagine that is quite a delicate balancing act. Right. So you'll find that builders that have stuff in framing spent quite a bit of money. There's still um, trade issues. There's still product issues. Um, will we get stuff in time? And if we don't get it, how much of a premium do the builders have to pay for those items? So when you're comparing resale to this, then you're looking at resale garnering a little bit more of a premium because they have to. Mm-hmm. They have to because, okay, if you're comparing a home that's from the 1980s, it was built a little bit more affordably. Whereas if you're comparing one that was built in 2021, 22, it's more expensive to build. Mm -hmm. So there's not that much buffer room for a builder. Yeah. And coming into the new year, already halfway through January, what are your predictions for the rest of the year? We will have a little bit slower, in my opinion, we will have (laughs) a little bit slower spring season. Uh, Summer season will be cyclically kind of tapering off. And then fall season Q4 will be, um, as always, a little bit slower. And then yeah, going into next year, do you do you see us maybe at the bottom of that of the roller coaster <laughs> heading back up the mountain in twenty four? I would like to write a love letter to Janet Yellen and team mm-hmm. and say, I really Dear appreciate Janet you. Yellen. I appreciate you. <laughs> and team. Yeah. Would you mind making housing more affordable for I'm people? I'm scribbing this down <laughs> as we speak. <laughs> the letter is ready to yes. be sent. Yes. <laughs> so are we going to see, and in, in, in thank you for taking this barrage of totally random questions. I like and, it. You know, when I'm up late at night and I lose sleep, these are the things I think about. Goodness. <laughs> so are, do you think we're going to see some builders get totally out of the business? I mean, I, I think we've, we've already seen a lot of lenders sort of pare things down. Do you think we'll see some builders um, on a national scale get out of the business or maybe even mergers and acquisitions just, you know, combining forces? Perhaps your smaller ones, for sure, getting out of the business or mm-hmm. being acquired. Um, your larger builders that have been through the recession are well prepared and they know that they are utilizing bank lending as opposed to funding it all themselves. Mm-hmm. So they're better prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, larger builders such as Polish, a couple of other ones, National Builders, Lennar, maybe Woodhill might make it. I don't know. I, it's just, it. it's one of those things that it's a very personal item that a lot of builders don't share how they're lending, how they're doing it. Um, but 
They don't have to share all the cobwebs in the, exactly. in the closet. <laughs> It'll only come out, just like all the lenders have been recently, too. <laughs> and everybody is right-sizing. This is true. This is very true. Yeah. So as a consumer, are you getting a better deal if you buy a pre-sold or a newly finished unit? So newly finished is always the way to go, in my opinion, because you're not going to be facing any repairs. Because think about it. If you have if you have to repair HVAC, if you have to repair um, AC, um, water heaters, those are expensive items. Now you, you're getting into roofing being exponentially more expensive. So it does make more sense to purchase new mm-hmm. and take that premium on so you don't have to worry about sourcing that out, getting contractors, because that is a headache. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a good point. And I, and I think what, I, what was meant by this question is yeah. some builders will let you buy a pre-sold. So, yeah. hey, come on in, and then five months from now, that you know, this is going to be the agreed upon price. Right. Or they wait. Uh, builders will wait until um, the home is completely finished or near com- near completion. Mm-hmm. So, are you getting a better deal buying a pre-sold, say something that is you know has not even had the foundation poured, or something where you can come in and you can get, especially in this day and age right, right. now, where you can come take inventory off of a builder's balance sheet. Typically, if it's completed, they want it off their balance sheet. Um, The people that I see buying from foundation, this is their forever home, Mm -hmm. so they don't care. And typically, picky. They maybe. I mean, yes and no. Yeah. Um, It just depends. The people that are building from scratch, they're willing to pay a premium to get exactly what they want. Yeah. Um, But finished inventory, yes, there there's a slight discount on those. We are currently seeing that across the board from any builder. Mm -hmm. Speaking of inventory, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously we're all waiting for spring break. So that way we can get (laughs) more inventory on the market. I hear from so many different uh, potential home buyers that, oh, I'm I'm waiting till something else comes on the market. So Mm -hmm. what we're seeing on the market now, there's not a whole lot of. Um, the majority of what I'm seeing on the market is new construction Mm -hmm. uh, because these have already been, you know, we're still sort of playing catch up from, okay, build, build, build as fast as we can. And now as builders sort of ratchet things back, what do you think inventory is going to look like for those new builds? Some of it is actually quite intentional. Right. As far as it's not, we're not quite in the build, build, build. That was maybe Q4 Mm -hmm. where we experienced that slowing, but we're in a really great position currently in the place that I'm sitting in because we have that inventory to sell for that very busy spring season. So spring is delicious for me, (laughs) not to sound weird, but I pretty much am very busy to the point where I don't contact a lot of my friends. Spring is my favorite season. We know. Spring has sprung. I never and have to worry about getting a call from Heather Lowry. Nope. Nope. Sorry. Love you guys. Not but. until the end of summer. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's kind of accurate. Sorry. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, please stick around for the rest of the show. And uh, yeah, I learned so much about, about new building yeah. and new construction. I that can't I wait didn't to learn know. about the lending world. <laughs> Well, in Randy's room. The random room. The random room. <laughs> we're going to talk about bargain hunting, right? Who doesn't Ooh. like a good bargain? So I, you know, I had already sort of mentioned, you know, maybe premonitions of this yes. earlier. How many times have we all heard this? We're going to wait until rates come down or more inventory. Mm-hmm. Constantly. Th- to this morning, mm. I got a text. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to wait till there's more on the market or I'm going to wait until rates come down. Mm-hmm. Rates have already come down from their four-month highs. 
Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're hovering in the low sixes again. And eventually, I, I feel like a lot of clients have just sort of said, all right, this is what it's going to be. Acceptance. And we're not seeing the, the drops, the dramatic drops in prices that I think some people were expecting. Now, we have seen things come off uh, their highs quite a bit. Sellers right. are listing their, their properties for reasonable amounts. They're not looking to price couch out there. Um, but for the most part, what's that word, Heather? Stabilization. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so if things are stabilizing, we know going into the spring that there's going to be more inventory. You know, I don't blame people for waiting, but I feel like if you buy now, you're going to get a bargain. And I've listed a few uh, a few reasons why. So we're okay, going to go let's over hear that. It. <laughs> well, those that need to sell or those that have their homes for sale right now need to sell. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about builders, but I'm sure builders need to sell too. Yep. But I'm talking about um, pre-existing those folks are relocating, they're changing their job, they're downsizing, they're upsizing. Um, there's going one or more reasons they're going through a divorce or a potential bankruptcy. You know, they were saying that most most people who bought a home in 2021 are upside down. Anyone who put 5% or less down are upside down because things just haven't appreciated like we're used to. Mm-hmm. Um, plenty of price reductions. On the MLS, I'm seeing tons of price reductions, and some of these sellers are, for lack of a better word, desperate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's based off of a need, not a want. Absolutely. Uh, Redfin, in fact, published a list-to-sell ratio for 2022. It just came out last week at 97%. So this is take, this is actually taken the whole year. If you took just the last three to six months of 22, I'm sure that number would be much lower. So list price versus what it actually sold for is 97%. And that's a nationwide number. Got it. So what that tells me, sellers are making more concessions. Mm -hmm. There's better deals to be had out there. So why are you going to wait? Purchase contract that I've had that didn't have seller concessions. Yeah. Right, right. Or helping to pay for a two-one buy down, or mm-hmm. you know, we'll throw in the AC for free, or we'll give you these amount of upgrades, or we'll pay all of your closing costs. So, in my opinion, in a high rate environment, sales are not going to move as quickly, and there will be less demand, driving prices downward. Some are calling it a correction. Um, in reality, I think it's just part of the cycle. I don't think it's mm-hmm. it, it's a correction. I mean, as rates go down, demand goes up. Demand goes up, prices go up. It's not a chicken little situation. The it sky is, is not falling. It is not a chicken little situation yet, and the sky is not falling. And that's all we've got for the random room today. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. Bargain hunting. I love and the random room. <laughs> now it's Katie's Corner. Yes, I like that Randy added it, ended it with some positivity. And I'm going to bring some more too. I'm so, a positive guy. <laughs> you're such a positive guy. Sometimes. <laughs> so I've had a lot of conversations lately and a lot of it has been kind of that doom and gloom, kind of where are we going? What's been, what it's all been feeling like. But some things that I've kind of taken and put that positive spin on it um, is that this past few years we've had this kind of position to just be the order taker, right? I want to see this house. I want to put in an offer. I want to do this. I want this rate. And we just have to react to that. But in this new year, it's more of us being proactive. We're the educators. We're reaching out. We're giving more information to what is to come and what's to be expected. And it's really a good spot for us to be. Um, You're going to see a lot of success if you're actively engaging and educating all of your clients and going forward. 
the second thing is doing open houses. I, I went through an open house and there was a conversation of like, you know, I teased, oh, another lender is coming through your open house. I'm sure you love that. But the response was, no, I actually do love it because you have the buyers right now. You have this book of business. Um, a lot of a lot of people aren't just reaching out to us actively or coming to open houses right now. So it's more important for you to find a way that it could make for your buyer, make it work for your buyers and then getting them the opportunity mm-hmm. to see it too. So again, being proactive, reaching out to past clients and saying, Hey, I just saw this open house. I think it would fit a lot of things that you would like or connecting a realtor to start making that conversation too. This weekend at an open house near you. Brand <laughs> events. Coming on in. <laughs> Take any opportunity. Um, and then the last thing is just that people want options, which is positive and negative, right? A lot more shoppers for us lenders, just people that want to see different things. Um, but it also opens doors for a lot of realtors that have been specifically working with one lender because they trust them and they know what they have. And now they're suddenly like, well, if my person couldn't afford it now, maybe I want to look to other people too. And it's just kind of creating more conversation and um, a lot I've seen a lot more realtors just more interested in knowing what's out there. So it's made a really big shift and it's really positive in a lot of ways for us to continue to be the educators and continue to be active and um, try to win, win people over with that. Can I I add a positive note to what you were saying? So it's definitely a time where those of us who plan on staying in the industry or those of us that just won't go away. <laughs> Present company, like not an excluded, fly. <laughs> like me. Um, I don't plan on going anywhere. I've already seen. I've already been picking up market share. Mm-hmm. I've picked up uh, agents that have been, you know, top one hundred in the area. Top agents that are, you know, they're looking. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, people are looking for a change. Some of their lenders are like, "Ah, oh, he's retiring, or she's, you know, got out of the business altogether, all mm. or now she's waiting tables down at such and such." Right. And, and and so we've seen so many people already get out of the business. That totally, this is a great time to pick up market That's share. Fabulous. I've I was never a huge fan uh, of going to open houses, but now my mind is open like an open house. Hey, Randy. <laughs> yes. We're open seven days a week from noon to four if you want to stop by. <laughs> we'll go and keep Heather company. Absolutely. Also, if your mind is an open house, I will stay as far away from <laughs> as possible. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> that was a shot at you. It, we- it would sound something like this. <laughs> can we do the news? Oh, yeah, we can do I've offended news. him. <laughs> you know, I hate it when I get kinged up. So I'm going to gang up on you guys. Oh, you Uh-oh. like With it. some knowledge. And now, the truth in lending mortgage news. Uh, core monthly and year-over-year CPI data comes out tomorrow. Uh, any predictions? Are we going to see inflation continue to cool or with a... Uh, big holiday shopping season uh, that's just a couple weeks behind us. Do you think we're going to see things tick up? What, Katie, what is your prediction? Oh, I think it's going to cool, and I'm so excited to see those rates move tomorrow. Even lower? Lower. Aren't we all? Oh, Joey, yeah. what's your prediction? I agree. And Heather? It's a box of chocolates. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Uh-huh. I and I, I feel like the numbers are going to be a false representation of what we're actually going through. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Now, Agreed. what CPI? What a lot of people don't know about CPI is is it's actually it's a survey, mm-hmm. right? So it's a survey of 
all sorts of different industry, manufacturers, uh, the finance industry, the real estate industry. And you've all got all the these feelings. Right. And it's <laughs> all based upon their feelings. Of I how feel triggered already. <laughs> right. So retail sales, all of these things go into that. Uh, Raphael Bostic and uh, Michelle Bowman or Bauman uh, still spewing the same rhetoric that rate increases are needed and that there is a lot of work to be done to tame inflations. Inflation, not inflations. Um, <laughs> I feel like there's a sentiment within our community that we're all paying for the sons of the father and the mm-hmm. father being the Federal Reserve that now we're too little too late and they're going to crash us directly into a wall. <laughs> wow, that is so positive. Oh. Rates will release on the upside. <laughs> if that happens, rates will get better. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll see positive movement. <laughs> uh, the <laughs> big news yesterday, Wells Fargo is getting out of correspondent lending. That means brokering that jumbo or working what? on the correspondent side. It, it, you know, the, the numbers are preliminary. It's going to be several thousand jobs that are eliminated. Yeah. But eventually, in order to get a mortgage with Wells Fargo, you're going to need a bank account or mm-hmm. three. Ooh, too soon. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Uh, The chatter on NBS Live. The chatter on NBS Live yesterday was great because, um, I don't know, most people are just happy, just thrilled that they're getting out of the business. Yeah. And it's not so much that Wells Fargo has been a huge... Uh, competitor of mine or even a competitor of yeah, yours not in our but these they've just had this dark cloud over them for the better part of a decade and a half mm-hmm. and it's time for them to exit <laughs> yeah send them on out to pasture good riddance. Yes. <laughs> so underwriting takes eight weeks that's right oh, that's yeah. right, right. It, uh, it feels like i'm reading all the news it's because i am yep. uh, there's a lot to go through <laughs> ion Keep housing published an interesting article yesterday talking about how many households have been priced out of the market mm. get this i'm going to be as quick as i can an increase in rates from 4.2 percent to 5.2 percent as early of may 2022 priced an additional 5 million houses out of the market for what the median price uh, right. for median price new homes. That was yep. last May. Get this. When mortgage rates jumped to over 7% in late October, only 20.3% of households in America could afford a median price new home. Too high. Across all markets. Yes. High. So the monthly mortgage payment um, median again rose to twenty nine hundred plus, wow. which required at least one hundred forty seven thousand dollars in household income to qualify for a mortgage for the same home. Mm. That's so just crazy. insane. So yeah. rates have to come down. Yep. You can't. You can't be having twenty point three percent of households in America. Um, what was that gal's name that you wanted to send a special love note to? Jenny. Janet Gillen. Janet, if you're listening, take notice. <laughs> <laughs> the CNBC reports that consumer confidence in housing rises as prices fall. Maybe that means that CPI will be positive tomorrow. <laughs> That's so Right? Um, and Redfin reports that sellers, those sellers that are braving the housing chill are offering more concessions, as we talked about. Roughly 42% of all sellers offered some kind of concession in the fourth quarter of 2022. And that's up from the previous high of 40.8% in the second quarter of 2020, which was the start of the pandemic. So that's in the, the this latest cycle, those mm-hmm. numbers. Those, that's not the overall record. Okay. That's, which yeah. actually surprises me that seller concessions were that high going into the pandemic. But it was also, we all felt like we were coming up to this moment. It <laughs> was pre-pandemic too. It was things pre-planning. Were, so they were planning yeah. for things to not sell. Yep. 
but yeah, they sold sense. like hotcakes on a cold day. So <laughs> it took a month or so when everyone was stuck inside their house and then exactly. realized the opportunities that were out there. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to skip this last piece of news because it's just bad. It's just bad news. And I don't even care. <laughs> I don't want to talk. Positive. I don't want to talk about lock <laughs> volumes declining 19.4% in December's purchase locks fell 20.5%. Black <laughs> we Knight, all know it. <laughs> if you go yeah. onto Black Knight's website, you can look up all these numbers yourself and figure out all the doom and gloom. I have all this highlighted and I'm scratching it. Let's just go to the average rate. Sounds good. Yeah. So average rate as we record uh, the show today on January 11th is a little bit better than 6.2% for a 30 year fixed, which is down from our last show on December 29th of 6.5%. Mm-hmm. So we're starting to see things come back down to earth Let's after goodness. the holidays. Long CPI. Yeah. So <laughs> the CPI dated tomorrow. Uh, I'm not going to have any rate anxiety. I have the loans locked that need to be locked. Yep. Um, you know, I locked one yesterday. I'm just waiting for those opportunities to float that rate down. Yeah. <laughs> well, and here's, here's one important thing while we're talking rates is you're not going to see, even if the CPI news comes out tomorrow, and we see the 10-year drop like a rock, and we see mortgage-backed securities rally, we're not going to see as large improvements because then we get into EPOs. Mm-hmm. Then we get into margin calls. Those early payoffs and margin calls, that's what absolutely cripples a mortgage company. So you're, you're probably going to see most secondary departments be more conservative uh, with their hedging. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily mean, oh, we're, we're going to be more profitable and not pass it on to our loan officers. What it really means is... Like we're hedging ourselves so we can stay in business. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. if we offer, if, if the rate drops too fast, you're going to have the EPOs, you're going to have margin calls, and you're going to have float downs, mm-hmm. right? And float downs aren't bad. I think, you know, if we get a quarter rate improvement and we get back into the high fives, I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rates have to come down slower than they go up. Yeah. And that's all I have for the news. Hmm. I like it. Now we're going to remember those who we've lost mm. those who we've lost in the new year katie amerifirst financial shutting down operations in arizona i don't know the employee count but they have six branches in arizona that's sad i looked up on their on their website it appears they have like you know several dozen branches across the u.s so sorry amerifirst financial and oh wells fargo hmm mm. I'll miss you like the desert misses the rain. I will miss you. I do feel I, I do feel bad for the employees who are losing jobs. Hundred um, percent. But again, the service industry is going to gain a lot of really good <laughs> servers, bartenders, waitstaff. That's really mean. <laughs> Thank you, Wells Fargo. Their, their new president. I really, I really like their new president. Yeah. Making all of these sweeping changes just at mortgage department. Nope. Get rid of it. <laughs> I feel like it's like in and out. They just streamline. Nope. We're fries, burger, soda. That's it. I really want you to do a cartoon of that. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget to message us on Instagram <laughs> at Truth and Lending Podcast. And rate and review our podcast uh, anywhere that you listen to your podcast. Give one star for Katie, five for me. <gasps> I'm and a little ten for Heather Lowry. And ten. Heather, you get five stars. Excellent. That's right. Excellent. Joey, thank you for solving all of our technical difficulties oh, at the beginning of the show. <laughs> You're so good. It was so much fun. So uh, much yeah. better now. No way we could do this without He's you. Uh, too good. <laughs> thank you guys for joining us. This has been Truth in Lending. You guys have a great week. See you later, potato heads. 
Stabilization. Stabilization. Stabilization.